Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is Mandy. And this is Melissa. And you're listening to a very special episode of A Date with Dateline crossover with Moms and Mysteries, our dear BFFs. We love them so much. We've been friends now since we started pretty much, right? Yeah. And somehow have never done this before. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. We've only met in person twice. True. And I talk to Kimberly a lot. Yeah. Like daily. Or sometimes it's just her and Kim going back and forth and I just read it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even comment. (laughs) And I just like to keep up with their talking about Big Brother or whatever. Well, interesting little known fact that Mandy and I have a secret chat on the side. (gasps) Yeah. We actually uh, went to Mexico on holiday together even. Right, Mandy? We did. You guys had so, no idea. No. No, that's why you're both so Secret shopping up. trips <laughs> to buy sparkly cowboy boots because we both like the same thing. Yeah. And we all love Josh Mankiewicz, which is really what originally brought us together, right? Because I think so. Yeah. You had him on your show. And it felt extreme guilt about it when we found out you had a podcast called Date with Dateline. <laughs> and immediately, like, people were writing, like, he should go on a date with Dateline. And I was like, Mandy, I don't know who this is, but now I feel like a total jerk. He should have never <laughs> talked to us. <laughs> I didn't know that. And the, that's why you were so nice. So we became nice. friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They believe, like, we believe in, like, the podcast community sharing and lifting each other up and women supporting women and I think that that's great. Speaking of which if you're not subscribed to Moms and Mysteries please go and do that immediately. Stop listening to this and go do that. Thank you. Yes. If you're not subscribed to Date with Dateline I don't know how you even got here but you should make sure you're subscribed. (laughs) (laughs) And also keep listening. Do that at the end. Why are we sending people away from us Katie? Tell them the end. (laughs) Um, we'll give you the exact special code to enter at the end. So please listen for that. I love it. Just tell people there's a secret code. There you go. Yeah, it tends to work. I've seen it work on YouTube. Speaking of secrets, we wanted to do something fun-ish, but also terrifying. Yes. For this very special double date, whatever we're calling this. And so we decided to do frogging. And uh, we so we have covered frogging a couple times over the summer. And then we just did a crossover with I Think Not. Go subscribe to them. They're amazing human beings. And then we decided to do another crossover. I asked Ellen. She didn't care. Oh, thank like, God. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, she's she wants to do a crossover with you two now. Oh, that's She's like, stressful. I don't know them. Are they nights? I said, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay. Going to do a crossover with them too. So... This is Frogging episode eight of season one. We've only had one season. I need more. I'm praying for more. I do not need more. I might not sleep tonight or tomorrow or like the rest of the week. <laughs> is this your first introduction to frogging? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Thoughts? for that. I feel bad. I'm scared. <laughs> That's not in the holiday spirit. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> There's something so much scarier about frogging to a lot of people than just your normal murder story. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. At any moment, I could have somebody frogging in my house right now. It, it's terrifying. Yeah. I'm not going to look yeah. for them. No. If there is anyone frogging in our home, your input would be really helpful for this episode. <laughs> so come on out. <laughs> we actually do have a special guest. Um, I wanted to surprise you. And it, his name is... Jeremiah and he lives in my walls and, <laughs> and he's a he bullfrog. I was gonna say, is he a bullfrog? Yeah. yeah. Get it? And a frog with a pH, like this kind yeah. of frog. There we go. 
So this episode is called Sneak Attack, and I'm going to kind of be doing the recap for the first part. And Melissa, you're doing the recap for the second part? Yeah. And so this is the story of Helena Jane Bryant, and she is going under a pseudonym that is not her real name, and she is in shadows. But what we're seeing is all we need to see. (laughs) She is like a middle-aged hippie witchy goddess type mm-hmm. she has like lots of flowy shirts and crystals billowy tops stevie nicks and crystals around her neck and she says that she decorates her house like the inside of a genie bottle okay i instantly wanted to go to her house when she said yep. that that sounds Same. lovely <laughs> it does oh and also this first part is called close call by the way. Oh, close. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the set decorators did a good job doing, making it look like how she described it. Yeah. Did anyone else think she was a cross between Carol Baskin and Debbie yes. of Debbie and Usama or Osama? Right? Yes, Miss mm-hmm. Debbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And Carol Baskin. Yep. But maybe not evil. We don't know if Carol Baskin's evil or if she just got a bad TBD. Edit. Yeah. <laughs> we're all waiting to find that. Maybe by the time she's like 80, we'll know if she's good or evil. So in 2005, she was living in Columbus, Ohio, in suburbia. She says a groovy little life. So in case you didn't know that she was kind of hippie, whatever, she says groovy little life. And we keep seeing this symbolic, uh, it has to be symbolic, a doll that has one shoe that has been flicked off and it is laying on the ground like on the steps did you guys notice this yeah i think it's the daughter i think they want to keep reminding us that she's not alone in the house that there's a little girl there as well is that how the daughter treats her dolls outside on the ground with one shoe off probably like the barbie movie because that's the <laughs> whole and a normal thing yeah that's a normal thing yeah they have kids i don't have kids. <laughs> so her kitchen always had a fruit bowl on the island Remember that for later. <laughs> and she had this outdoor patio where she would sit and have coffee. Don't remember that for later. That had nothing to do with the story I'm realizing now. Exactly. She tutored children in reading. She's a single mom. We don't know how old her daughter is. At some point, we find out elementary school, I think. Yes. And we see her icing a happy face on a giant cookie pretty good but also didn't they kind of age her i thought it was kind of rude every time we saw her in flashbacks she was like 78 but they're talking about her with this little like do you know what i'm saying i can't it was yep. very yes. offensive i thought the reenactment actress is i want to say like 20 years older i mean is in her 60s maybe looks great but it spans it spans that long right but still in her 60s, right? And she has like a five-year-old. So I, I just had questions. Okay, are you aging her here? Or like, are they saying this is her now? This is her now, but she's flashbacking to when she was then. In the, <laughs> Is it like in the movie Old? I never watched it, but that. It, it, I saw it. <laughs> it is. It's like the movie Old. M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great movie. You think M. Night Shyamalan? I'm writing that down. I haven't seen Old. So one day she's heading out the door to buy her daughter tennis shoes and she gets a call from a store or someone about a sale on tennis shoes. So she thinks someone's it's weird. I don't think she maybe had no smartphone then. She didn't know that Google and Apple are always listening. Apparently. Yeah. I was like, I find that helpful sometimes. Instagram when it comes up with a sale. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Go for it. So one night she gets a call no one's there and after she keeps getting these calls and after a few weeks 
it's kind of weird. It took her a few weeks to realize this, but she's getting calls every morning and evening at 10.04 exactly. Like she looks at her phone bill. That part is Hmm. so creepy to me to be the exact same, you know, not even a minute off. Nobody like screwed up that day and was like, I'm going to stop you at a different time. Yeah, it's creepy. At 9.55, you're like, oh my God, the call's coming. (laughs) Yeah. But also I feel like I would figure it out faster or maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I think I would. No, you'd know it comes at night, right? You'd be like "Uh, around 10. But until you saw the phone bill and saw the exact time, would you click that it was the exact that it was always 1004 yeah would you you would no (laughs) yeah no No. see i feel like i would after a few days maybe it would take me like three days i feel like if it happened once like at that specific time in the morning maybe the second day i would think like that's strange i also got a phone call yesterday morning but then on the third day for sure i'd be like no this is the exact same time as the last two days third day like the second you already have questions, I wouldn't question this for a minute. There's not a time. You're busy. It could be two years from now and I'd be like, ah, oh, it's 10 And that's all I would catch on. It was 10 Was this a landline? Yes. it's one. Okay. It was one of those where it has a dock and then a handheld part. A portable phone, right? I don't know what you call I can't remember what you call this. Cordless. It's been phone. a while. Cordless. I'm oh, sorry. We called it portable. Okay. That's. Pardon a portable me. phone? Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Keep going. That's what we call them in my house. It's a weird oh my thing. Yeah. Go. So this is more shocking to me than the I'm phone. I'm sorry. Uh, so the caller ID says blocked or unknown every time. I don't know which is scarier. I think unknown is scarier to me because it seems like it could be an alien or something. It's ominous. So she decides the next time she'll be ready. So she goes to the store. She doesn't tell us what she's going to do. She's, we just know she's ready. And the next time the phone rings, she answers and she says, I let the air horn rip. Atta girl. So, burr, burr, burr. Was this during the 10.04 at night or the 10.04 in the morning? Because that would also piss off a lot of your neighbors. <laughs> I would be mad about that at any time of day. Any time yeah. of day. Yeah. I'm still sleeping at 10.04 a.m. Most, <laughs> most days. So I think she did it at night, right? That was the nighttime well, call. Well, it was weird. She, it, she's in bed in her pajamas like it was nighttime, but there was light coming in in the reenactment. <laughs> so I love that I take these reenactments as gospel. Like yeah. this is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. As you should, because she <laughs> won't show her face. So it's the least that they can do is give it's us all an we accurate. Have. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's all we have. Also, is the faceless woman, is she in a wig? Yes, that's a wig. Kimberly I couldn't tell <gasps> I thought she just had lovely hair it okay. is it's flowy um silhouette but so that's I couldn't tell because of the silhouette I need to see like the this part the roots and the but it was lovely enough that I noticed it like Mandy said and so my thought is if she's trying to keep secret uh, your hair if you have pretty hair like that that's a giveaway right yeah. if you've got this sort of sheath of Sandy yeah, blonde no, that hair. is a giveaway. You're right. No one's like ever going to identify me by my hair. That's for sure. Don't start. I have precious moments, baby hair. <laughs> me neither. It's why it's constantly changing. She ends the phone calls with this air horn, which is super cool. It worked. And so the phone calls end. Two weeks later, after nothing's happened, she comes home from work and all the fruit in the fruit bowl <laughs> is lined up, as she says, like an edible choo-choo train. Choo-choo train. She should write children's poetry. I yeah. Think. Children's books. So did you think the reenactment like nailed that depiction of the fruit lined up like a choo-choo train or could they have done better with that? 
Well, I was surprised by the architecture of it, like that they got certain fruits to balance on certain fruits. I was also surprised by the variety of fruits. And I thought I saw like a squash or something. Like, I don't know what you keep in a fruit bowl besides maybe apples, bananas. End of list. And at this point, she's living by herself. So it was a lot of fruit for one person. Yeah, you're right. Was her daughter? No, her daughter was still there at that point, wasn't she? She might have been visiting at that time. The daughter part's very confusing because at some point she says, I sent her away for the summer, but then she keeps going to the pool with her. And I thought, hmm, help us out here. I think it's the next summer. I think a lot of time is passing on on this. Okay, I have a question. Why are these shows so confusing? I'm assuming that Kimberly does not have multiples of different fruits at the same time. Right. Neither do I. If I'm if I have bananas and that's what I have, I don't have like a banana and a blank. It's like that's what I've got. But you two ladies with children, do you have multiple fruits? Like because somebody likes something and yeah, so on. and it changes every week. Somebody will say, "I love blueberries." My daughter especially. I give me blueberries, and then I'll get like the big size, and then two days later, she's like, "Not really, not really liking these anymore." That's I like raspberries. How I am, and I live by myself, so I just don't buy them. Or at my nutritionist is like, "Just try one. That won't feel so overwhelming, and you won't feel so guilty if you don't eat it." A uh, blueberry? No, no, not. A- Although Joni did steal a grape at the grocery store and she go and I said, what are you doing? And she said, that's why they leave the bags open so you can taste them. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) No, but it is one of the wonderful things about getting older. I had this conversation with my sister the other day about like when you're allowed to shoplift. And I said that 80 (laughs) is about right. At about 80, it's like, whoops. I yeah. just need this lipstick. <laughs> yeah. And no, yeah. I mean, who's going to stop you? No one. Yeah. They're going to be like, yes, you do need that lipstick. I'll buy it for you. It's good. <laughs> so the um, daughter, we now find out is in elementary school. She knows it's not the daughter because the daughter doesn't have a car and isn't a frogger. That was her so <laughs> She doesn't have a car. <laughs> she goes, she doesn't have a car. She couldn't have, I don't know, arranged the fruit like a... I don't know. She needs to check on the daughter. Like, is she doing Legos like choo-choo trains? And then she'll be like, it was you the whole time. I kept waiting for that to be the reveal, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) It was the daughter the whole time. So she wants to call the police, but she knows she'll sound crazy. And she says that's the subtle madness of it. It is. It's like gaslighting a little because you you know they're going to think you're crazy if you call and go, there's a fruit choo-choo train <laughs> in my house. Wait, sorry, okay. choo-choo is going to be the thing, though. Because who said, does anyone here, is, do you call it a choo-choo train or you just call it a train? It's a train. a train. Yeah. Just a train. Maybe your daughter is, like, very young. Yeah. I don't know. I Now that I'm on the spot, I have no clue what I would call it. I'm just not going to choose anything. I'm just surprised that she chose that. She's being interviewed and she said, it's lined up. And so her choice of words was, it was lined up almost like a train. But she didn't say that. She said, it's lined up almost like a choo-choo train, <laughs> which leads me to believe that that's okay, like... But he, okay, no, Katie, it's because she's, she doesn't she teach children? She does. There we go. That's it. Thank she you. She tutors children in reading. That's it. So that's... That's why she talks like that. It reminds me of this one time when I went to McDonald's and I was trying to order some sausage breakfast burritos and I accidentally told them that I wanted two eggy tacos and the lady was like, (laughs) what? I was like, oh, um, sausage burritos. Sorry, I have a toddler and that's what he calls them. (laughs) An eggy burrito. Those good? I always see those. They're good. An eggy taco? 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so one day she comes home. This one, I think, bothered me more than the fruit. She finds a bunch of loose tampons, not used, thank God. <laughs> um, I just wanted to disclaimer that. Sitting, they, she says by the cat's bowl, but the reimagination <laughs> people have taken it a step further and put them in the cat's bowl just to gross us out even further. Mm-hmm. And... So that's weird. She comes home another day and a jar of mustard is sitting on the toilet. It's so random and none of it is connected. You know, you can't even right. figure out what could possibly. Theme. Yeah, yeah. Like the beginning kind of seemed artistic. And then it just once we bring yeah. in tampons, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. And yeah. they're not in an order. It's not the the tampons aren't creating a train. They're not creating right. like an air in the shape of an airplane. You know, so the theme is travel or whatever. Right. But you can't planes, but, trains, and automobiles. The theme is John Candy movies. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. What you you would throw out that mustard though, right? Of course. Oh yeah, Wait. unless it was not labeled. Then I, I mean, if, if the thing wasn't torn off, Sealed. mustard's mustard. Yeah. If someone just left you like a brand new unopened jar of mustard, like on the back of your toilet, you would be like, thank you. <laughs> in my head right now, I'm thinking yes, what? but like actual me in regular life would throw it through a window. I would be terrified. Yeah. Or try to flush it down the toilet. Like, you know, when you like have to make a really fast decision and it's the worst decision of your life, that's probably what I would do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Katie's like, was it Grey Poupon? What, how nice of the mustard I, was I was it? not thinking that. I was thinking it what's did. the item that I wouldn't throw. More that like, what would it be that I'd like have the minute of going, huh? Because huh? it would be something I want. I, it yeah. wouldn't be. It wouldn't be anything I could buy at Dollar Tree. And I, you can get mustard at Dollar Tree. <laughs> so her calendar is moved. Again, that felt like a letdown after the tampons, the fruit, <laughs> and the mustard. And then she's like, and my calendar was moved. Lead with I that. I felt like they should lead with that one because that's not as weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, while she's at work, she feels like things are being moved around and she feels like it's someone just saying, I'm here, I'm in your house. And she gets freaked out enough that she sends her daughter away for the summer to live with her dad so she can get to the bottom of this. But she's now alone. And one morning she wakes up, she goes downstairs and the coffee pot is missing. And she knows it wasn't her daughter this time. She finds it sitting on the couch in the living room. I would start thinking I was sleepwalking maybe. Ooh, okay. Isn't she a little bit mystical? Is ghost never coming into her mind at this point? (laughs) No, that's surprising because we've seen other Frogger episodes where people thought it was a ghost and they were way less mystical than her. Hmm. And were they just accepting of that? Like, oh, the ghost is back. My hope it's a nice ghost. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like that. Yeah. They were just like, must be a ghost. The first option was ghost. <laughs> but I think now that this show has come out, more people's first thought will be Frogger. A hundred percent. of ghost. Ghosts are going to get off easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the it time for Frogger. <laughs> You're living in the Frogger era. Oh, no. Oh, also don't drink out of that coffee pot now. No. You have to buy a new one because no. I think it might be poisoned or something. So... She says, this means someone came in while I was sleeping now. You got to move. Because that coffee pot was in the kitchen. Yeah, you have to move. Yeah, now you have to move. Um, And we keep, we're seeing like this man, just his boots walking next to that doll that is still on the ground. I don't know. Good eye. Take take care of that doll. She finally calls the police and she's embarrassed to say, I know how this sounds, but my coffee pot was on the couch. (laughs) And... (laughs) 
<laughs> the police says, did anyone else have keys to your house? What's going? Okay, can I go now? I'm not going to file a report. He's like very annoyed by this whole thing. And she demands that he files a report. And the reenactment lady is like pointing her finger like, I want to speak to the manager of the police. You are filing a police report, which good for her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good for her. Sometimes you have to. And she needs, I felt like a list of everything that happened that she could document and give to him because she probably sounds crazy. She's like, and there was fruit and, and there mustard on the toilet. <laughs> Tampons needs, on like, the a, floor. Yeah. <laughs> photos. Pictures. Yeah. She needs photo documentation. She needs a PowerPoint presentation with like lists and photos. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. And you know what I thought was kind of crazy with this one? I thought it took place a long, long time ago, the way she was talking, but we'll get into like text messages come through, which really confused me because I, yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll let you get there, but. Because you forgot that it was 2005. I, oh, as soon as they said the year, out the window, didn't care anymore. Well, she forgot. looks kind of 70s. Is when this all started in 2005? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Very close by. Mm-mm. Yes. Watching. Mm-mm. So then she finds a pocket knife, which is terrifying. That's not a pocket knife. I'm that so, was a, that, I'm so this sorry. This is a knife. What's they, they're showing us like a full Dundee. on hunting? Like it was like what? a switchblade. It, <laughs> it was yeah. giant. It, a it was pocket. like you do to like cut a deer or something if you were like hunting. Yeah, this wasn't like a little multi tool with the where it's <laughs> you know two inches at max. This was. Fully extended, it looked like it was like seven inches long. It was a massive yeah. knife. I yeah. know. So then she finds a partially eaten sandwich, which looked pretty good. And I see her wrapping it up, and I thought, oh, she's going to save it for like DNA Thank or you. evidence, mm-hmm. put it in the fridge, something. But she tosses it, and I was s- sad. So then she calls the police about all of this, and they are still kind of ignoring her. She says, look, now there's footprints outside of the house. She's now telling them items in her car start to go missing, which they have the keys to her car or access to them. This is, it gets worse and worse. She says she sees the imprint of someone's face outside the glass, which I'm assuming means they had their like greasy face with their nose and their cheeks put like, like a handprint, but it's a face print. Is that what she means? That's That's what what I I thought. thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I also thought, could it be your kids? But again, we don't know where the kid is. They could be here. They could is be the a thousand in- miles away. We don't know. Yeah. So some of the officers started to seem concerned for her safety, but not enough. Mm-mm. Not enough concerned. So he says, it would behoove you. to. Th- oh, no, sorry. She says, it would behoove you to think of everyone as a suspect. But the shadow side of that is that your world becomes very small because you're suspecting everyone. She has a way with words. Mm-hmm. She, she should write a book on being a Frogger victim. Mm-hmm. Another day, she's sitting by the community pool. And this is confusing because she's with her daughter again. And so I do not know, is your daughter coming back to visit? Is it a different summer? Unclear. She sees this beat up car sitting outside and it doesn't fit in with the newer cars. Apparently, this is like, thought this was a I don't know, Mercedes Benz yep. Row. Yeah, it does seem a little judgy. Yeah, for sure. You're the one being frogged, honey. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> could be anyone. <laughs> so she's like, ugh, that little, that card is an eyesore. Sorry, also, it's a community pool? Yeah. And all the cars are real nice. Like, it's not a private right, like, pool. It's not a country club where... Don't they have their own cars that or their own pools, the nice car people? I mean, wouldn't you just think it would just be an assortment of all kinds of cars? It's weird that she's... Yes. It, yeah. Community pool is for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I have I have so many questions. So she says the driver has dark glasses on and a cap covering his eyes like very low and it's a large man. And she thinks, okay, he's just there. That's weird. So she feels like the man is staring at her and she reaches in her bag for paper to write down the license plate number. Good for you. Mm -hmm. But she looks up and he's gone. And another day, she's at the pool, and she sees the same guy in a different car. And it keeps happening with different cars. How many cars does this guy have access to? Is he? Does he work at a car dealership? Yes. That's Used what my car thought dealership. would be. Used car dealership. Beat up cars. Mm-hmm. And he just takes them, and no one notices. Mm-hmm. Also, good thing she doesn't have car blindness, because she is able to spot that they are all different cars. Yeah. I'd be like, no, they have wheels. The <laughs> but then I would start thinking that I was like crazy and not really seeing the same person, that I was just paranoid and like I'm seeing the same person everywhere, even though that's not really the truth. Like, I feel like every step of the way with this, I would think that it was me that was losing it. You're gaslighting yourself. Like, yes. Yeah, I would talk myself into it. One night, the sun is going down outside the pool and the guy didn't have the hat or the glasses on and the sun is setting in this perfect way. She describes it so magically. It almost could be romantic, except it's terrifying. And she sees his silhouette more clearly because he's backlit by the sun and she knows that silhouette. And then she knew who had been coming to her house. This is crazy that she could recognize the silhouette, but this is the first, even when she could see him with glasses on and a hat, she still couldn't tell who it was. But the silhouette is what, it must be a very distinctive silhouette. I thought that too. Because you'll hear people say like, I would recognize that voice anywhere or things like that. But no one ever says, I recognize your silhouette. Unless it's (laughs) like Paul Bunyan or something very specific. (laughs) Well, and without them moving. Like normally it's somebody that's... Seeing how they walk and stuff. It's somebody in movement that you could see a silhouette. So two years before she had gone... So okay, so now we know it start kind of didn't start two years ago, but at least we kind of have a smaller time frame. Two years before she had gone out for a girl's night to a bar. She met this guy. He seemed kind of interesting. She gave him her number. They casually dated, but they weren't that into each other. So they stopped dating. And... Then she remembered his birthday. So they had dated like enough that she knew his birthday. Or maybe it was around that time when they were dating. She kept mm-hmm. saying casually, like she really wanted us to believe it was really casual. But when she got to <laughs> yeah. the birthday thing, I was like. I think it was a little bit intimate because she also said, I wasn't crazy about him, but I thought we could have a good time hanging out together or something <gasps> like that. So oh, I was like, with I see where you're going with this. <laughs> I gotcha. I want to know, like, does she know his middle name? Does she know his favorite color? Like, these are the 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 things of how close to right. you know somebody. <laughs> so his birthday was wait for it October fourth, <gasps> which is ten o four, which is when he was calling every day. So he's a narcissist. Yeah, right. That's one hundred percent, Katie. Because wouldn't it be like the date they met? Or something like that. Something about her. No, no, no. Or them as a couple. But it was about his birthday. Did did she forget his birthday and that's why they broke up? I'd love a detail on what actually 
was the split? Did she ghost him on his birthday? Did something happen? <gasps> and he's like, you're never going to forget now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's doing it. And he was just that one of those people sense. that's very sensitive about that. And she didn't know mm-hmm. that and was like, I thought we were casually dating as she's telling us, like Melissa said, casual, casual, casual. But he thought it was more serious. And so he's like, how dare you? I can I see that for sure. No call on yeah. my birthday. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole backstory that happened about his birthday. Mm-hmm. So she says, I've never told this man where I lived. So he found me somehow. I had been to his house because we were casually dating. And he had never been to my house because I'm a single mom and I didn't want him around my daughter. So how did he know? So she texts him because she's super ballsy. I, I can't. I thought this was so gutsy. She texts him. Are you outside my pool right now <laughs> staring at me? Wait, sorry. And she's texting it this year? That's what I'm yes. saying. Oh, boy. So okay. now it's it's at least 2005 or seven. So there was texting okay. with the <laughs> flip phones, maybe the razors. What were they called? The um, uh, um, T, T2. What was the texting when you would text? Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Was it T2? I think that's it. Might T- have been. Yeah. You'd have to press four sevens for an s or whatever yes. yeah i could do that really mm-hmm. fast too i got good did you mm-hmm. i never got i never got good it was not it was not pleasant it still isn't she, pleasant texting with me but it was really bad back then the spelling was kimberly don't make it i see the face i know <laughs> so it Joni texts like she's on one of those because there's lots of like numbers and symbols put in and and you're like how did you do that it's not a smartphone so she says are you looking outside are you outside he doesn't respond she wants to buy a gun or a german shepherd a bunch of cameras something but she can't afford it and so she and she had stopped calling the police because they were not really helping her so later that night he texts her back and says you are a crazy bisque Hmm. she's not nice and she deletes his number and doesn't hear from him again for and nothing happens for a while, like two months. But she didn't say delete and block. She just said she deleted it. I'm like, great. Yeah. And it's going to be unknown number again coming up on your exactly. phone, lady. Yeah. So two months after there is this vent in her house that never worked. No, I would at this point, even if I didn't know about froggers, I would be checking vents. She opens the vent and she finds a baby monitor in the vent no. 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 And she says, and I didn't think much of it. What? Everything is a clue in this house, lady. Even I don't know. worse than not not thinking anything of it. I think she even said something like I didn't something about she didn't realize that baby monitors were could be used for like listening in. I was like, that's literally the whole point of them. That's like why did you they're for? <laughs> oh. Wasn't this the era of people putting baby monitors in like teddy bears and stuff so they could baby cams oh yeah this nanny has cam. to be when baby cam started nanny cam nanny cam like yes. super cheap spy. spy technology is all yes. baby monitors are for real yeah so then she starts seeing this guy more and more she sees him outside her job she sees him in stores it's terrifying he's for sure following her and she realizes i need to end this somehow and i at this point thought she was going to fake her own death Like, that's where I for sure thought we were going. So Mm. she throws away her phone. And in the middle of the night, 
Again, we don't totally know if she's with her daughter or not. She packs up her belongings and she drives to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Oh, she does have her daughter because her daughter goes to, starts to go to school there. Yeah. They start to build a life there and they're very happy. But then one day she sees him again in a car and he's smiling at her. And the reenactor actor looks like 30 years younger. Yeah. Than her. Yeah. So now I have even more questions about this relationship. Well, if you don't celebrate your birthday, you don't get older. So maybe he's just stuck in time. <laughs> that is true. That is he, true. Is this a cougar hunting? Like what is, is she a cougar? Was that what they're, I don't understand. I, I think they've made, they've picked someone for this reenactment actress. The second one, because there are two. There is a younger one at the beginning. And then there is an, an older woman at the end. They've just put her in way too early, way yeah. too early. They brought her in for Agree. maybe the other actress got ill or something or could only shoot <laughs> one day. It might have been something behind the scenes. I don't <laughs> Scheduling know. conflict. Correct. And they're like, just put in the 60 year old in her bikini. It's no fine. one will notice. No one will notice that she's not in her 30s. And here we are. And we <laughs> so- Sorry. Sorry, frogging. She has an epiphany that she needs to do something crazy. And she kind of does start over and almost fake her own death her daughter is going to college now so now but how is her daughter so it was like i'm so confused has it been like 10 years now was it a doogie hauser situation yeah i was waiting for you to bring up the college thing because i have been thinking that this whole time when we started off she was like a little girl and i was like i swear they mentioned college at some point so i was like has it been 15 years like what how much time has passed why she really he she is aged he is not so really he like is the has dorian gray painting like in his back of his car or something (laughs) i don't understand what's happening when did he show up outside the post office in the gulf mississippi gulf coast when did that happen had they been living there for like was her daughter a junior in high school when all of a sudden he showed up did it take him 10 years to find them in that town they don't give us that piece of information, which would have made a little more sense. It doesn't make sense how old the actress is, again, but it does at least give us a little bit of a timeline while all of a sudden she, the daughter's going to college, right? Yes, that maybe... and we're never seeing the daughter either. So no. they could have picked an 80-year-old for the daughter, too. We, we would be I would have more enjoyed confused. that. Or like an infant. <laughs> Here's yeah. my daughter going to college, <laughs> like a little baby. That would make as much sense as what's happening. So... She decides, I'm going to become a truck driver. Now, g- good for her. Get out on the open road. But also, is she in her like late 60s or 70s? And isn't trucking very no. hard on the body? She's not in her late 60s. She's just not. Maybe How she do we is... know this? We don't know this. <laughs> we, we don't. We no don't way to know. know. Yeah, we don't know. I think she might be. Well, could she have a daughter that's going to college? Yeah. She had her daughter at 40. She could be 60. No, yeah, 60. She <laughs> so could be 60. By the reenactment. Okay, so she's going to become a truck driver and she loves it. She's gone for weeks at a time and she sees America the Beautiful and it kind of turns her into a new person. Be- the road heals her and she stops hearing from him and she stops seeing him and then it just ends. And we're That's like, it. okay. Well, she issued That's- her own brand of justice, she tells us. And it sounds like she has another sentence after that, but apparently she doesn't because it just <laughs> stopped. The ep- 
Okay, did anyone else think that we were going to get a... I think I he was in my head all along. I really felt like that was coming at the <gasps> end because of how disjointed the whole thing was. That I was like, wait, what's going on? It was imaginary. But it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Also, was he a frogger? Did he live in her house? Or is this just a very or, scary stalking This is story? a very... And I feel weird for having... Introducing Mandy to this. Like, at the, this is not a traditional frogger <laughs> story. Because normally they are living. They they nest. I don't know they if that nest. makes it better or worse. It's just more of like a stalking situation. This is a full-on stalking. Yeah. yeah, it's full on stalking, but he did creep into her house, but I don't think he lived there. Yeah. No. She never found a nest. That's what I don't know if that's the official <laughs> term, love- but I call it a nest <laughs> in the attic or and you'll find blankets and stuff. They make like a little pillow fort for themselves and snacks and like a toilet. They and do stuff. what they have to do. Frogging's not easy these days. Yeah. I would say the story that Melissa is going to tell us is a bit more frogger esque but again it's a sh- maybe a short period of time and some that we see is like years i'm gonna have to like watch one where it's actually a person like living in um someone else's home for an extended period of time yes because yeah the mm-hmm. two stories that were in this particular episode i felt like were both kind of like a short thing but still very very weird and creepy Hi, everybody. Kimberly here. I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, newspapers.com, the largest online newspaper archive. If you're looking for the perfect gift for genealogy lovers this holiday season, history buffs this season, people who want to consume the news but don't want that black inky stuff all over their hands, newspapers.com offers gift subscriptions to their vast archive of newspapers. Some people use the word vast to mean like 12. When they say vast, they mean vast. They have more than 900 million pages in their collections from across the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and beyond. Let's say you want to know if there was a frogger living in your house in the 1900s and you live in New Zealand. Newspapers.com has got you covered. What if you want to solve the mystery of your little hometown that happened 60 years ago and they'll make a Hallmark movie about you? Trust me newspapers.com is the way to go. Unlock hundreds of years of wedding announcements, obituaries, spooky, family secrets, secrets, and so much more. Help the family history lover in your life break through genealogical brick walls with a gift subscription to newspapers.com. New papers are added every month. So long after other gifts are forgotten, a newspapers.com gift subscription will continue to delight. For listeners of today's show, newspapers.com is offering 30% off gift subscriptions for a limited time. Just use the code DATE with DATELINE at checkout. This makes for a creative, last minute, and very thoughtful gift. Newspapers.com. Thank you. So speaking of, the one that uh, Mandy and I are covering was called Stab in the Dark. And this one only takes place over like six hours. But I Mm -hmm. thought it was multiple days the way it goes on. So I get why anyone else was confused. Nobody else, just me. Okay. So it's July 2014. We do have that. We meet this guy named Brian O'Neill, and he says he's living with his wife at this time in a three-story condo north of Seattle. They have two cats named Gizmo and Mogway. Does, I didn't like this. Did you know what those two names are from? I, I googled. Giz, They're Gizmo, gremlins. 
Gremlins. It's Gremlins. Yeah. 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 Is that Mawe is oh, also? Okay. Mawe, I guess, is the type of Gremlin. And then mm-hmm. Gremlin was its name. Or Gizmo was the name of the Gremlin. Mm-hmm. This is my sign that I need to see that movie. I don't. I was always too scared. Same. Same. I, I was scary. When I Googled it, yeah. I thought it was a, uh, were they Furbies? Furby. I thought it was a Furby at first. I was like. Those are terrifying because those like came alive and like verbally attacked people. Yeah. Uh, I was nervous about the cats because in our episode with I Think Not, there was a cat named Spaghetti who was frogging with its owner, but not really its owner, in the walls of the (laughs) house. It was a frogger cat like wearing a Christmas sweater. Oh my gosh. Don't bring your your pets along for this, please. (laughs) Frogging associate. Frogging adjacent. It was not good. It was not good. Um, did yeah. anybody know what the U District is in Seattle? It sounds really fancy when he says it. Anybody know what I that is? I do not I bet know. It's expensive. Yeah, it's. I bet it's really expensive. A three-story condo. I think it's the University District. When I looked it up, I was like, "What is a condo like?" In the I immediately wanted to know. I was like, "A three-story condo in something called the U District." And right. then I think it's just this part of town. I also really need to know what his job is specifically. Well, according to Brian, he is a billing expert at a Seattle-based coffee company. What? Are we not allowed to say Starbucks? Is that Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> no. Star- can, you could say it. You can't say it, I guess. Why? Get it could be Seattle's best. It. Don't forget. They also have oh, yeah. Seattle's but, best. But like, why isn't he just telling us which one? Like, what? I'm dying to know which I know. one it is. He must have some sort of NDA. I don't know. <laughs> they don't want to be associated with frogging. <laughs> They should. Um, And so also his wife is a part of the story. We will never see her, um, but she is a graphic designer. This kills me. But do you know who we do see? This killed me. We see a sister, Bridget O'Neill, who, by the way, will become important in the story later. And just kidding. But no, no, she doesn't. (laughs) She has nothing to do with a single thing in the story. She does. Her plot line is like, my brother told me this. Oh, no. yep. And this was how my brother felt at that time. She said, if you did a drinking game, she says my brother like 64 times. Because what did she tell us at the beginning about their personalities? Oh, he's kind of shy. He's the introvert. She's, she's the, the extrovert. extrovert. Bridget and Brian growing but up. But he's telling the story. No. I think she wanted to be an actress. She called it in. That's he why she's said, important to the story. She's like, you're going on Frogger. Exactly. Hide her in my house. I'm calling. Mm-hmm. ID. I'm coming. And he's like, okay, this will be good exposure for my sister's acting career. <laughs> I'll go on the show. But if only if she can be my assistant and talk. Honestly, she she like you were saying, Kimberly, she had nothing to bring with this except repeating what he said. And yeah. he doesn't say a whole lot, to be uh, quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, so at this time, they're living on the second floor of this condo. We get the blueprint shot, which is always kind of interesting to me because mm-hmm. it's just like square room, square room, square room. It, mm-hmm. That also never comes up in anything. It doesn't matter. We just know that when you go into the house, you walk into the living room. That's it. They always show us a blueprint and it never matters. Isn't in most houses you go into the living room? That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty standard, I think. Mm-hmm. But they were yeah. like, we've got this graphic designer. Let's throw something up here in this. So <laughs> yeah. at the time this takes place, it's July. And he says it's almost 90 degrees. And a lot of these condos, I guess, don't have AC because they're No in the one in Washington has AC for the most That's part. Wild. It's the weirdest thing because I have a friend that lives there. And I can't even stand it if I go visit in the summer because they don't have Do they have wall units? It, 
in some rooms, like you might have one like in your living room or something, okay. and then they'll sometimes have situation. like a small, you know, thing that they pull in for like their bedroom or something just to like make it where it's not an oven at night when you're trying to yeah. sleep. But otherwise, it's just so stuffy and they don't have any mm-hmm. AC, which makes no sense because clearly it gets to be 90 degrees. So I don't understand how they yeah. have survived as a civilization with no air conditioning. Spoken like a true Florida how person. I? Yeah. Yeah, it's be like in Florida. In LA, it gets in my area like 105 during the winter. I mean, summer. And I sit on an ice pack when we're recording and I drip sweat because <laughs> I can't have the fan on too loud near me. I, and I have a wall unit in my living room. So my bedroom gets to be like 100 degrees. She can move. She can. I live move. on an ice. I sleep She's, on an ice pack. I sit no on an ice pack. No one is holding her there. I just rotate. I love my apartment. It just doesn't have AC. Quick question. If your apartment had a frogger, if you had a frogger situation, like Brian's going to find himself in, would you move? Okay, thank you. I would move. Yeah, I don't love my apartment that much. I've been here for 10 years. I would be out the next day. Not Brian. Brian's not going to. So 90 degree weather. He doesn't want to stay at home. He and his wife decide to go out to a nice dinner. That's according to Bridget, of course. She's the one that tells us this. So (laughs) (laughs) wasn't there. Why are you here, Bridget? You were not there. Katie hit the nail on the head. It's because she's the one that wrote in because there's no reason she's there otherwise. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. after this dinner, they head home. We get a black screen. It shows 9 p.m. And then, you know, tense music. I always love when we get I always watch everything with closed captions, but I love seeing like tense music. So I know what to expect. So he says, we get home at nine, it's dark, and they had a long day, they want to go to bed. So when they get to their building, they see that the door to the courtyard is ajar and thought it wasn't unusual because there's construction going around. I feel like the everyone here has a lot of money, right? Did anybody else get that? Courtyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Courtyard, courtyard is the first one. <laughs> I hear mm-hmm. the word nook comes up later. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. some money. Three-story condo told me what I, oh, three-story condo. But okay. was I thought I took it as them living in on the second floor of a condo and not like the building. Oh, it's not a. Stories? That's it's what it's not I like a three thought. story townhouse where they own all the stories. Are right. you sure? I'm not we sure. Don't know. No, okay. no, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned nothing from my Zillow search. So maybe that we should have looked closer at the drawing. Maybe that's what it blueprint. was there for. Well, we we figured yeah. that out. So oh. people are saying that they're renovating their condos, all that that summer. That so he doesn't think anything's wrong. So he unlocks the door, and the first thing he sees is the living room in disarray. Another thing I would never pick up on because my entire life is in disarray. And like, how can you tell? Yeah. Agreed. I always say if the police walked into my house, they'd say, there's been a struggle here. Mm-hmm. And then Katie would go, no, she just lives like this. Uh, speaking of that, Mandy remembers this. Uh, and when I first moved into our house, there was like random, somebody had like gone into everybody's car that was unlocked and taken stuff out of it, right? The only time it's happened, only the unlocked cars. Well, I get outside to my car and I realize my door is open to my van and I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? And so the police come and they're, you know, talking to me, they're talking to my neighbors. And I was like, he's like, is anything missing? And I was like, I don't think so. He thought that what ended up happening to me was mine was so messy that they just closed the door or they just walked away and went stole from other people. So... Keep a clean house, guys, if you want to, but confuse people more is what I say. I was like, do you think this is because my van is messy? And he's like, yeah. 
I think I do. <laughs> they felt bad for you. They were like, we can't ransack this van anymore than it already a mom. is. <laughs> She's a mom going through something. Like they opened it and were like, not even going to try in here and just went on to the There's next one. There's a doll one. here with one shoe. There's a- <laughs> I know. Goldfish crackers. <laughs> we're not. No, let's, let's leave this lady. Yeah. She's going through enough. It was it was great. So um, I can't relate to this whole uh, things are a mess kind of thing. So. It, he says things aren't really how they leave him left them and Bridget again for no reason says things are out of place there was a piece of carry-on luggage that was out of the closet and she also says you know Brian and his wife kind of blame each other and he says his wife kind of blamed him in like what were you even doing kind of way and then Bridget gives us a quote my brother's personality is I would say he's non-confrontational agree because he allowed you to be a part of this Yes. <laughs> Bridget runs the show. I wonder. Bridget I would does. like to have heard from the his wife though. Who we don't even get her name. Well, the, are they divorced? That's now? what I like, think. I think that's actually the reason the sister was on the show. Although I still think they could have done without her. But I got the impression that like he Brian and his wife were not together anymore, and she probably declined to be on the show. Mm-hmm. It even declined to but, have her name used. Yeah, like, she said, right. "I don't want anything to do with this." And I'll tell you why when we get further in the story, why I think she refuses to be a part of this story. So okay. back to Brian. He oh. says, you know, I know it wasn't me that left this out, but I don't want to pick a white, uh, fight with my wife, which I was like, smart man, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. not doing that. He was like, oh, my wife probably did it. Don't want to start an argument. So Bridget again says, my brother can be messy. So she doesn't think it's weird. Brian says, they think it's weird. They let it go. Next thing he notices is the window screen in the breakfast nook looks yeah, busted. Can anyone yeah. explain what a breakfast nook actually is? It's an alcove where your a table that is like two to four seats goes. That's what I think of when I think of a breakfast nook. It's the little area outside the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think of those like bench seats that go around and in like a corner or oh, with like a nice. beautiful bay window. It's definitely yes. a rich person thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think this was a beautiful window. According to them, this is a no. tiny window. <laughs> they uh, emphasized that and said, you know, maybe he's just the kind of person that talks fancy. Like he'll be like, this is my conservatory. But it's really just <laughs> True, like a porch. Room. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's, it's a porch. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is he's like, you know, we live on the second floor. Can't figure out how somebody could have pushed this window. His thought was that I guess they little rascaled it and one kid got on top of the other one's shoulders to no. try and do that. Two stories? It Two stories. Like, like three raccoons in a trench coat because it was a tiny yes. window. Yes. So like how... <laughs> <laughs> It was tiny, and then, like, the reenactment of the, like, outdoor space was teeny tiny. So back to Bridget for no reason. She talks about how there's, like, basically a twig out there, so you couldn't really climb a tree to get in. So they couldn't figure out how somebody could have gotten in. So next, Brian says the next unusual thing is their bedroom door is closed. Was it their bedroom or just a room in their condo? I think they said that this was just a room in the condo, not their bedroom. I thought it was the bedroom, and here's why. Because they talk about it being so hot, the curtains are all closed, and then the rest of the story kind of takes place in that room. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're I right. Think. I think you're right. I'll take I it. need to look at the blueprint again. I don't think the blueprint would help us here. I don't even think they <laughs> hovered it over far enough to get to the bedroom. So 
Like I said, he walks in, shades and curtains are shut. It's super hot in there. And so they turn on the light and the room looks like it's been ransacked. They have things everywhere. There's shoes everywhere, clothes everywhere. Some things are broken. And it looks like someone's gone through all the drawers. And of course, they're shocked. So he looks in all the rooms and closet and felt pretty confident that there was no intruder. No, he just like, I did a quick sweep. Are you a policeman? Walk out Did the door, you? shut the door again, and call the police right now. And we already right know now. that he's non-confrontational because his sister told us that. So we know, like, Thank how you. good of a Thanks, job Bridget. did you do at looking for an intruder, Mr. Non-confrontational? I don't want to bother. He opened a closet door, and he's like, if there's anyone in there, I don't want to bother right. you. I'm just going to close it, <laughs> pretend I did a again sweep. This is why we don't see the wife. There there are signs throughout this yeah. of why she's I like, I can see what happened here. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Not publicly, at least. There we go. (laughs) So at first he thinks like, you know, jewelry must be stolen or his credit card or passport and realizes that none of that's missing. And so he thinks like, okay, so this wasn't a theft. This must be vandalism. Black screen, 10, 17 p.m. What time was it before? Nine o'clock p.m. Oh. On the dot. The next thing they find unusual. Okay, this I didn't really understand. There are two and a half inch screws shoved in the crack between the door and the door jam i guess Why? so they that notice you can't that. close the door all the way like if you were to close it it would like prevent it from oh. like latching all the way but it's still i feel like the only complaint i have about this show which by the way i love oh a show with reenactments but I feel like they there's a lot of plot holes like they forget to tell you like the reason why these things happened yes yeah that's their main quality and they never say what door yeah. this one is. Yeah, that's true. Which door was this? Right. Was it the bedroom? <laughs> Wasn't the main bedroom door at least because that was no, closed? No, that's the that's my favorite part about these shows is the plot holes. It, it's constant and and they they don't let up. So Bridget gets in this one again and she said they were certainly not from their collection of tools or anything. These came from somewhere else. How do you know, oh, Bridget? Oh, does she have inventory and photos of all of the screws that are in their toolbox, Bridget? Katie, do you know what what screws no, you may have in your house? Not. I was just thinking, like, it's messy here, and I'm constantly hanging things and have 14 projects that are unfinished. But th- there are just piles of screws everywhere, and I've moved several times, and for some reason, none of the, like, tool equipment or screws or any of that ever gets thrown away. None of that. That all stays... I would have no idea that we didn't have any screws like that. Are they the kind of people, though? Okay, maybe they're those people that have one toolbox, which this sounds great. Right. One toolbox with a hammer and a level and a five different things that you buy at like Costco or whatever, Ace Hardware, and then it has three sets of screws and that's it. So they've never seen those because they only have that. Is that possible? But isn't the weirder thing that there are screws there? It doesn't even matter where they came from. Just the fact that, like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is true. Why are we focused? Because somebody had to use an electric drill to get screws in there, right? Because you can't hammer in screws. As was there a hammer on the ground as well? No, I think they were just like pushed in the crack. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That they had just placed them, which made less sense. And then why would you even do that? Because the chances of that even being seen are like so slim. I wouldn't even notice, honestly. Like on a random door jam in my house like I wouldn't be like let me see if there's anything in there no right so this was to only prevent the door from closing right that's the only purpose of well we don't actually know that's my theory that is Mandy's (laughs) theory they never tell us okay 
So the only place that it would make sense would be in the front door so they could get in and out or a back door to keep going in and out without even though it's locked. Huh, weird. Who knows? So he says, we were a little spooked, which, yeah. So they decide to call the cops. And while they're finally, yeah, while they're waiting, he said his wife notices that a new bottle of her lotion was open and emptied everywhere. This kind of grossed me out. No. Very strange. I, I, I can't. It's so creepy. It puts... It, it, it's in like shoes and in between pages of book puts the lotion on the handles or else it gets yeah. the hose again <laughs> when it's they said the shoes were covered in lotion i was like what happened <laughs> like what did what did this person Who do hurt you? I know. <laughs> and also they don't tell us what kind of lotion is it a body lotion or is it a face lotion and where did they get an unopened thing of lotion so they went into the reserve toiletry area wherever you keep your you know, stuff that if you have two of something, was right. it, they said an unopened jar, right? And a jar. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it seems like there was a lot. So I was thinking Costco size when you yeah. the picture okay. or the video of the pages opening with the lotion in between. That was too much. They went uh-huh. way too far on that. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's I hope true. it's not that you in that's like really slimy. Yeah. And it stays on your you can't even put it on your feet because if you walk around, you'll like pick up everything. <laughs> moist melissa's face is like so disgusted right now (laughs) i was worried if it was an expensive lotion i thought it might be like a jar like la mer comes in jars but it's very very expensive so was this purpose person making a statement of like oh rich folk whatever dump 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 i didn't know down with the capitalist pig <laughs> maybe ruining there maybe yeah. and like and then they go for shoes right so what how nice are the the shoes i, I think that somebody was trying to fit their feet into the shoes and lotion them yes. up to fit in that's yeah. i have yes, to believe that that, that could have been it and got carried away yeah a lot so uh bridget again says normally if someone's in your space touching your stuff you don't really know where their hands have been but when you add lotion to the mix and then she says it creeps her out but it's true when you just yeah. that's the only time i related to bridget she's right yeah Bridget's you've right. got to give something to bridget i'm not no. giving her anything else so no. he says it feels like a violation and thinks why would someone do this to us do we have any enemies were we randomly picked and he said it was very offsetting so they're waiting for police good old brian just leaves his wife in the room to look through her jewelry to see if anything was missing and he Brian, goes to this is why they're divorced. Right. I know this is where it all gets, you know, it all all the puzzle pieces come together for this. He wants to go check on his neighbor's place to see if they had a break into. Did he have a did key he, to the neighbor? Was the did neighbor he home? ask them? <laughs> did he knock on their door? Did he just look in their window? What what did he do? Call them or text them and stay by your wife's side. Well, no. just wait, just call the police and what does it matter if they had a break in? Like go deal with outside. that later. How is this important right now? Like right no, now. No, call the police, go outside and all the neighbors will congregate sort of on the street to fit because they'll know there's a commotion and then you can ask your neighbor in person. There you go. Makes much more sense. So yeah. black screen, eleven oh two PM. Oh boy. The police arrived forty five minutes later after they've called. So they show the police the living room and then they go to the bedroom. Again, we're getting an aerial view of this dumb blueprint and they walk around the bedroom. They also want to see the bathroom. And he said police were just as confused as they were as to what happened. So he shows this area of the near the nook 
where someone could have gotten through, but police were like, this is way too small for a person. This didn't happen this way. So police look around, take some pictures, look in closets. Ultimately, they don't find anything, so they leave. After this, he says he feels uneasy. Really? Go to a hotel. Go to a hotel. This is like... Move. Not them, not Brian. He says his wife is calm the whole time, but she's confused. I think she has to stay calm for Brian, who just will leave her at, at the drop of a hat to go searching for neighbors or waterfalls. I don't know what he's She's sick of holding down this relationship. <laughs> she is. She's like, I don't want to be the man in this family. I am about traditional gender roles, and he's not doing his part. As we go on, I wonder if the police were also men as we find out more because no <laughs> one can find anything. Um, yeah. So they keep finding more things. They notice his wife's shoes are all over the floor, tennis shoes, boots, and his wife is like wondering, why are they focused on my shoes? Bridget pipes in. She has really cute shoes. Bridget, that's not helpful right now. <laughs> that's what Katie would do if she was interviewed. She'd be like, I know where she got these. I hope she got them on sale because they're priced she has at this. really cute shoes. I was like, show us some of the shoes so we can figure out what's going on with the lotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> Katie could have solved the entire thing had she just seen pictures, you know, like I a lineup needed, of the shoes. I needed yeah. to know. So mm -hmm. apparently there's these little boots uh, that they find that the wife says, hey, these aren't even mine. And... I can't imagine that feeling to be like, what's happening here? Is this like a, a trade situation that I forgot I signed up for? Like, But the crazy is thing this? is they're women's shoes, right? So it's like the shoes don't belong yeah. to her. But like that was the other shocking thing. It's like that it's yes. not like a strange man's shoes. These are women's boots that she sees. Mm -mm. So I would think there were multiple people that had come to the house. That it was a family a <laughs> and a woman. Yeah, like a whole like... The three a little bear of, situation. I or I would be like, Brian, is there something that you need to tell me? Like, what's going on? Like, do, is there an angry woman oh. in your life that, like, is over here ransacking our condo because you guys have... I would immediately think that my husband was so up to So it's like no finding, good. like, a lipstick or a pair of underwear yes. that don't belong and to you. Like, and then, like, instantly... Like, the man is cheating. Right. I would be like, yeah. instantly, okay, there's another woman's shoes here. Like, our bedroom has been trashed. Like, it definitely uh -huh. sounds to me like something like is coming back to bite you because you have done something that's what i would think what if that's true <laughs> and the whole rest of the plot is like him trying to cover his tracks and bridget helping him mm -hmm. oh my gosh ex. i think we just solved it i think we that's <laughs> oh my God. all right end of show it's mm -hmm. over brian is Thanks not everybody. a meek mannered guy he's a dog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why he won't say what coffee company he works for Yes, true. <laughs> they don't want to be associated with Brian. It's not the Frogger that they're embarrassed of. It's Brian. Oh, my gosh. So Brian calmly says, so between the lotion, the screws, and now, like, the shoes all spread around and tampered with. And the screws are symbolism. Guys, I That's swear. it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says that this was very unusual. Does that feel like an understatement to anyone else that you would use the word unusual? He's very low key. He's yeah. That's that's the kind of person that drives me crazy. If I'm on a, a certain level, they need to get on that level and not just be like, "It is strange." Yeah, <laughs> I will give you that. Kimberly and I have a friend like this whose blood pressure yeah. does not really get raised, and he would definitely say unusual in a show. Oh, yeah, like this. it's so annoying. Mm -hmm. Be more excited about what is happening. Be mm -hmm. scared. <laughs> yeah. Eleven fifty-seven. Black screen. 
So they're now cleaning the room and they start finding these clumps of blonde hair that's been cut and thrown around the room, in the shoes, on the bed, all this stuff. Again, it sounds intentional. (laughs) It does. Yes. But they think it would be embarrassing to call the police. They don't have any additional information to give them. Except DNA. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Like, this is like why police can't do anything because they have nothing. The lotion smears are everywhere, but you have their hair. You can do something. Also, this is the point to tell us that the wife is brunette, right? This is the point that you also give us some information about the wife that she doesn't have a drawer of hair extensions that the person's going. Yeah. And cutting off that you think this is someone else's hair. Because but they give us zero information on this. Like we're just That's a really good point. I don't know. It's kind of odd. Was it cut hair from the bottom or from the root? Ooh. Oh, good question. Um, Do D for DNA, don't they need the root? Yeah. But still they I would have called the police. I don't care where it came yeah, from. Root call or the not. Police. Call the police. Yeah, yeah. And go stay at a hotel. Right. Why aren't you leaving? Leave your house. They keep wanting to clean this room. Like, that's all they're obsessed with is getting this room clean. So after midnight, he hears what he describes as wheezing and a weird breathing sound. And he says he hears it several times. Bye. Bye, Brian. You got to go. No. Brian, totally fine. He kneels down near the end of the bed and realizes it's coming from under the bed. So Brian, I I don't know. So he he says one of the cats has asthma. Maybe Bridget said that. I don't know. They're the same person at some times. He (laughs) thinks it's the cat. Would your first thought be the cat when you see your two cats standing next to you? Wouldn't that be like, would you now think it's another animal? Or would you think maybe the person that broke in could be here? How, what is this sound that you can't tell the difference between an asthmatic frogger and an asthmatic <laughs> raccoon or whatever you think it is? Well, I mean, I have a snoring cat. And the first time I heard it, I was like, what? I thought I did not think it was coming from them. It sounded like it was a human. So I, I guess if they're used to their cat's heavy breathing. Um, also, is this cat okay that has asthma? Is it on medication? We have no idea. I didn't know cats could have asthma. We're not told. We're not told. So he sees the cats and they're staring at him, probably because they're like, no one's going to save us in this entire mess. Yeah. He says, it really scares me because that means there's something underneath the bed. And then says, first, my wife doesn't hear the noise. So I... She thought I was overreacting, and then she hears oh the noise. Oh, my God. After everything that's happened this night? It, this is like this in two hours. Different than all other nights. Yes. So she hears it. They get out of the room. He slams the door. They think it's an animal. The I don't even understand. Raccoons aren't even this wild. So they're an trying to figure animal? out what to do the An animal next. with blonde hair. Yes, of course. That's... Who likes shoes and lotion. <laughs> Loves shoes. We'll even leave you a pair uh, yeah. of their favorite uh, An heels. animal wearing shoes. That's right. An animal an in animal, a size seven and a half. It's puss in boots. No, we're done. Exactly. Uh-uh. So oh, it's no. puss in boots. They did oh. make a chair to tell us that the boots that were left were much larger. That was interesting. Yeah, they did. I was offended by that as the story continues. Katie, you probably were too. Well, I feel like that supports the theory, though, that if, like, the person had a larger foot than what Brian's yes. wife did, it makes sense with, like, that they were using lotion trying to cram their larger exactly. foot into a smaller shoe. Yes, exactly. But Kimberly and I have done an episode of Frogging where there was someone coming into the closet looking specifically for women's clothing who did not fit him. And so I was wondering if we were in a situation like that again. Do you remember? 
Kimmer? Yeah. Yeah. How could I forget? And so it could be that someone was wearing. So I guess larger is relative. Was it a size 15 or right. what size larger? Because that tells us something too. They're not giving us any information. Good no. point. Also, cut blonde hair could be a wig. Anyways, yeah. Smart. Okay, so what do they do? Do you call animal control in this situation or do you call the police again? Why was call this a question? Call the police. Leave and call the police. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't with him. You have an asthmatic frogger. Under your <laughs> oh exactly. So they tell this dispatcher they think there's an animal under the bed. The lady at 911 says leave the house immediately she's like what is yes. wrong with you guys leave your house why are you still there why are you calling me from inside the house they say animal under the bed at that point they say we he think says, we have an I animal i think there's an animal under the bed can you imagine we hear breathing we think it's an animal someone's broken into our house two hours ago last time i called you how have you forgotten do they have like memento memory Ooh, that they have forgotten that, movie. that they are in the midst of a full-on burglary that is clearly not an animal so why do you now think it's you think those two things happen on the same night that there was an intruder in your house and an animal and got also it. an animal <laughs> I think he needs it very much not to be a human. I think what we're hearing is him being like... It, scared and in I denial. I think it's an animal, right? And so some sort of mental game with himself. Fine, Katie, fine. I don't want to give Brian that. <laughs> yeah, because my first thought too was like, if you hear breathing, like the first thing I'm going to do is like get on the floor and look at see under the bed. But like he didn't think to do that. I'm like, why wouldn't you unless you like were scared of what you would see yeah really scared mm -hmm. true and he was so scared that they walk out leave he slams the door they realize gizmo's still inside nope. so he says my wife bravely went in and scooped him up and saved him your wife you flipped a coin for that right he flipped a coin they flipped a coin and said one of us is going in we'll we'll flip a coin for it which and is, she said, I'm getting a divorce. I was going to say, something tells me that this night was their last night together. <laughs> this was it for hotels. her. This is the yeah. thing she refers back to as, remember when I had to go back in to get the cat? That's what I would say all the time. So, And meanwhile, had he just done a good search of the perimeter, he would have found somebody under their bed back when the police were coming the first time. So, exactly. <laughs> My gosh. He, she's like, she puts in the divorce papers quick sweep which is what he said he thought he did yeah. yeah i love it so then they're standing outside waiting for the cops the cops arrive within a few minutes same cops by the way two of the same ones are showing up um so he opens the door and as he does he sees a tall figure dressed in black standing in their living room holding shoes and trying to get into a closet door <laughs> How many shoes was it? Was of it? course, we don't know. They weren't done trying on the ones in the bedroom. They were like trying to go yep. find a like safe place to like continue their shoe try on. But also, if one shoe doesn't fit, it means that that person has that size foot, right? right. I mean, one shoe tells <laughs> it's not you a, a shoe store where there's a variety of sizes. That it's right. It's that it's a done deal. You, you pick the wrong apartment. So Bridget is back and she says, I think at this point, everything has continued to escalate. To see an actual person, to see that it's a woman, none of this makes sense. Were you there, Bridget? Bridget again, Bridget, were you there? She got a phone yeah. call the next day. Of course, she, she felt knows like all she of was this. there. Yeah, she heard the whole story to the point that she felt like she was there. I actually thought Bridget, li Bridget lived with them. I did too. Right. I did too. I thought <laughs> at first I had to rewind because I thought that it was Brian and Bridget, like brother and sister living together. And then I realized like then he said something about wife and I was like, hold on, I need to go back to the beginning and find out where the wife is. 
I thought it was super offended, offensive, though, that she was like, it was a tall woman. I can't believe it was a woman. None of this makes sense. As if women can't be froggers, too. Yeah. You know, girl power. Women in STEM, women in frogging. There's a glass ceiling of frogging and this <laughs> frogger broken. Being broken by tall women. Tall froggers. Too. Tall yeah. women. Yeah. We're here. We're tall. We frog. So the police cuff her, they take her out of the apartment. He says she has scraggly hair, which I guess is him saying, obviously, she cut some of her hair in there, but doesn't say that. He said she's very tall and she's laughing and joking around with the cops and kind of being a little flirty. Uh-uh. Mandy, that goes with your theory. If this was the other woman, see? Yes. This is fatal attraction. Ooh, I'm yeah. not going to be ignored, Brian. <laughs> Well, I hate to tell you, Brian ignores everything, like even very yeah. simple things. <laughs> yeah. So the police say, you know, hey, we actually know her because she's someone that's known for trespassing at construction sites. So the screws made sense. I still don't think that makes sense. So she trespassed at a construction site, stole screws, took them to their condo and shoved them in the door jam. Right. Makes oh, sense. wait, no, no. Is it because that people are having work done at their condos? Didn't he say that at the beginning that yes. people are oh. having construction done? So maybe she just like hit up a construction site on the way and. Yep. Two doors down. Put the, those screws in her pocket. Yeah. When I go frogging, I tend to bring my own screws, but you know, you got to do what, yeah. what you can to each frog yeah. their own. They also find out that she's been up for days. They say she's paranoid and she thought people were out to get her. So she leaves with police. The couple go inside and said they still have several hours of cleaning left to do. It's after midnight. Go to bed. Go to a hotel. (laughs) Hire someone, a crime scene company that comes after like you have a murder scene. Have them come and you can afford it and have them clean up for you. Mm -mm. And go to a hotel. Mm -mm. This feels like it can't be dirty. This yeah, like, something. Oh, he's like, mm, I must clean. This feels like everything must be clean. They could be both of them. Yeah, just he clean. said it was like all they wanted to do, even though it was so late. It's like after midnight at this point. Like, oh, black screen 105. I'm sure the wife wanted oh. to go to bed somewhere in a bed where she could lay down and just forget about this awful day and night that in they a just ramada. Had. And he's in a like, ramada. we're gonna clean yes. and organize this whole room tonight. This is another reason she's putting on the divorce papers. (laughs) She's done. Would not let me go to a Ramada. (laughs) We had the Hilton points. He held the Hilton points hostage. He wouldn't (laughs) let me use them on this night of all nights, Your Honor. Wow. Back to it. They are cleaning. They finally move enough stuff so they can see under the bed. So Brian grabs a flashlight could have found one earlier and he says he finds the biggest kitchen knife which we got an actual photo of this i always appreciate when we get real evidence in these things mm-hmm. big 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 kitchen big knife. knife yes bigger than the one in the last episode that was an accurate representation unlike our last story of what a knife is so of course he's anxious all over again i get it it's now 2 a.m and he's like i realize how much danger we were in where have you been the last well, you're four still hours. in danger go to hotel of course. So he keeps shining the net light and then he notices a needle. Is it a syringe? It looks more like a syringe. But they didn't say syringe. They said nope. needle. Which, if I was just listening to this, I would think they mean like a sewing needle. That was my first uh-huh. like crochet oh. needle. Not a syringe. But that's just me. Say hypodermic needle. That's what yeah, that's thank a you. hypodermic needle. Thank you. But that's you. what they're showing, which I'm guessing th- it only makes sense when they tell us 
that she was awake for days and that was, she was up for days like yeah right. clearly on drugs right yeah. it's like yeah. that you're implying that she was on drugs but they refused to say it so but they did not say that yeah <laughs> if brian doesn't say it in his soundbite then you go to bridget and you like we need you to fill in the gaps here say that it was some kind of hypodermic needle and bridget could not wait to say it so but why did they not go to her we don't know and so he realizes that underneath the bed there's like all this foam and stuff missing because apparently she was stabbing the bottom of the bed he said while they were sitting on it which when were you ever sitting on it you were cleaning this room like mad people the entire time yeah he said we were sitting on it all night and you didn't notice like the noise or even like feeling anything from somebody literally laying under your bed stabbing the box spring with a butcher knife like i that part just blew my mind entirely. Mm-hmm. Bridget, again, with no new information, says the idea of a knife that she could could have slashed their feet just made her skin crawl. No, that's like my biggest fear with the ankle cutting. Like the Achilles tendon. The Achilles yes. tendon urban uh-huh. legend mm-hmm. in the malls. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. It happens in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. yep. So Brian says it hit me pretty slow. He wasn't able to sleep that week. And... Uh, a little late to the game there. He said he wasn't scared of the things <laughs> under the bed, just the violation. Get it. Bridget again said, who knows? Maybe she was planning on staying there. Thanks, Bridget. That's going to help Brian in the long term, I'm sure. So um, Bridget says, with the biggest smile in the world, like full grin, I hated that my brother had to go through this. He's just so <laughs> sweet and kind and doesn't deserve something like this. Bridget. But I'm represented at William Morris Light. It's a um, smaller William Morris that is not associated with the real William Morris. So you you can call my agent there. I'm so sorry my brother had to go through this, but it's been a really great acting opportunity for me. Thank you. you. So after the intrusion, the first thing they do, the couple, so I do think they're still married, at least at this point, is they get a new bed. I agree. I would get a new house. House? I would leave. Life. Anything. So they don't want to sleep on it anymore. He said it feels gross. Fine. They paint the room, give it a refresh. And he says, we never thought about leaving that apartment. We like living there. Do you think his wife said, we'll never leave this place? I don't think so. She's gone. No. But again, he said she was so calm the whole time. I can't tell, figure out this couple is, well, the, in our last frogging, the Portland real estate market was so tough that once they had found oh. this house, they didn't care that it had been destroyed by a frogger and its cat named Spaghetti. So they, and maybe Seattle real estate is exactly the same. Yep. Like you stay no matter what. Mm-hmm. That makes That's sense. true. I, yeah. There was one of those shows where I saw where bats lived in somebody's house and it was so like you can't kick them out or you can't really do anything so you just live with bats forever because you like legally can't wasn't that in the staircase weren't there bats in that attic probably tony collette was always going Mm. crazy about okay so hypothetically speaking if you had bats in your home and let's say like you and your husband just dealt with the problem on your own and didn't tell anyone how is I don't understand. I mean, yes, I'm sure it's frowned upon and illegal, but like, I'm not going to live <laughs> with Frowned upon and illegal. I think that's what's I'm happening. I'm not going to live with bats in my house. Like, I'm just going to take care of it. I think that you just didn't know that some, like, more people than you think have bats at their home and they're just... But no one's talking about how they're getting rid of them because it's frowned upon. Can't you, know like can't you chase them out? You chase them out. That's what like, you do. No, I think Mandy's suggesting Mandy's suggesting bat aside <laughs> and no, you murder I understand the bats. that too, but can't they... Can't you 
like do no. something like a loud sound in your garage and they all fly out the door? No, because none of those things. Nesting? No, I had a bat in my house in our condo. It was a second floor, so you know, have like above one of the cabinets, there was just a hole, right? So like where the corner is. Went straight up to the attic. Had no idea. My husband saw a bat and then tells me later, I think there's a bat in the house. Doesn't do anything. He goes outside. He leaves. Comes back and tells me there's a bat. So I'm there when the bat comes out. It swoops (gasps) over my head just in the middle of the day. And I scream like crazy. And I have my, um, I had this like broom. And so I'm just swinging it at the bat. No idea if I'm like, I'm not hitting it. Yeah. Nobody call animal control. Nobody call anybody on me. But I'm just swinging it and <laughs> screaming. Not a neighbor to be found. A husband who's who knows where he is. He's left. And I'm just dealing with this bat. Well, I guess he hit the wall at some point when I'm swinging things. And then he starts hopping. So I have to take the broom Aww. and do not awe this thing. It was terrifying. <laughs> Don't tell her these stories. She did the same thing about the wasps coming out of my fireplace. It's yeah, you, good. yeah, you do what you have to do. But I'm yeah. screaming bloody <laughs> murder it. the entire time, like shooing him out of the thing. So then after that, we put something at the bottom. But we had no idea. You could hear Where did you shoo him? Was. You shooed him out the front door like, good night. Yeah. Bye. But I was like, good night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but we put something at the bottom, like where the cabinets met. And after that, you could hear them in the attic, like dive bombing into that. Like you'd hear it all the time. You'd just hear them trying to get back through. Hmm. It's a pest control issue. Yeah. Like if you have a bat problem, it's like definitely a pest control issue. But that's crazy, though, that you're not like legally allowed to like you can't kill Mandy with these or... air quotes on the legally allowed <laughs> she's like wink I'm wink. just yeah. saying you know. it might require a full cover up but I would get rid of those bats <laughs> <laughs> do they multiply at a rapid rate are bats like rabbits does it like once you have like a bat family you've got 50 bat families like there was a lot of you use those like those bombs that you get at like Home Depot that you have to leave the house for several hours a bat bomb and it a bat is a, the ones that work on ana- like uh, fleas or whatever. Like no. you, could, I feel like it would that do anything? It could be more like a rodent deterrent is what you would need because like they have stuff that you can use to deter like mice and things like that. So I yeah. think it would kind of fall in the same. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how we got there, but that was traumatic. <laughs> oh that God. is tra- I because there was somebody it. living in this house. We're going to hear a lot of bat. Oh. People with bat situations. Yeah. That if I did not hurt over. the bat. It flew off, but it did hit. She the wall did not initially. hurt the bat. No, I'm against hurting bats. <laughs> um. So Bridget said, "I'm not surprised he's still living there. It's a really rad apartment, and it's a great neighborhood." You're so hip, Bridget. Why doesn't Bridget move in? Did Bridget move I in? I think she lives there. <laughs> yeah, she has to help him get through the divorce. <laughs> I, I feel sorry. Is there only one bedroom in this apartment? Because I feel like they just like painted the, the same room and had the thing. My thought was, if you're using one room as a home office, these rooms are going to go ahead and switch now. Like we're yeah. we're going to go ahead and head. And it's nice to have the bathroom attached, but oh I well, don't need it. Not worth it. There was someone <laughs> yeah. here under the bed with a knife stabbing it. Let's just start over yeah. in this other room and make that a go. Because no. mm-hmm. wow. I think that wife started over with a new husband. That was her idea. Yeah. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, she painted that room and then was like, bye. Or maybe <laughs> after this experience, she didn't even want a new husband. <laughs> and after that, I don't blame her. Maybe her and Bridget ran off together. <laughs> Plot twist. Did, did we not get any arrest information on the on the Frogger in this one? 
No, there's nothing. That's it. It's not like we don't get. We don't know the reason oh. why. We don't know drugs. Yeah. Mental health. What issues. time she got in? They didn't tell us. All we know is these people went out to eat and came home, and like their entire bedroom was ransacked, and there was someone under their bed. So there was a flirty girl with a new haircut. Was there charges filed against her? Did she serve time? Thanks, Lifetime, for giving us all the follow-up info. They've told us that before is why Kimberly and I are surprised. Because in Frogger in the past, or Frogging, they have um, actual inf- They give the people's names. Right. Oh, wow. Sometimes, yeah. This is their name. Like, so you can Google, they got served, they got this amount of time. It's usually like 30 days yeah, or something. they served nine days. Ridiculously small. And she probably <laughs> yeah. didn't get anything if they normally release it, because why wouldn't they say she flirted her way right out of that because she's brian's lover that had she drove he drove her crazy like full-on glenn close style and out of the safety of everyone involved they don't want to say her name fair very valid bridget would have bridget probably said it and they had it edited out so many times that's why she started losing screen time at the end Mm -hmm. (laughs) when jasmine came in no (laughs) (laughs) sorry i could picture 90 day fiance jasmine is this a jasmine gino thousand percent is this a jasmine move she would do this that's probably what happened to her hair she started cutting it off she's preparing for this (laughs) oh no oh that's right oh yeah oh boy this was so much fun so fun i can't believe we haven't done this more often or ever before let's do it again (laughs) yes I would love to do it again. Let us know in the comments if you want to see more crossovers. And make sure you're following Moms and Mysteries because they're genuinely amazing people. And they do really good work. Much more serious than our show. Like, they actually do good things. They're genuinely and good podcasters as well as people. Yes. Wow. Mandy, Responsible did you write podcasting. for them? Because I got nothing. I'm coming up with nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, Date with Dateline, we love you guys. They are so much fun and so funny. I could listen to you guys and laugh all day long. So definitely follow Date, Date with Dateline if you weren't. If you're listening to our show, you already should be. But if you aren't, this is a great time. And you guys are so much fun. Thanks so much for doing this with us. Yeah. Happy holidays and happy new year. Happy holidays to you all as well. Watch out for the frogs. Hide your Santa, hide your elf on a shelf because they're frogging everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.